I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! What up, y'all? Thanks for listening to the Lost Causes Social Club. Um, we are doing something different today. Uh, well, not really different. Uh, just we've never done this before. Uh, at the very end of the episode, there's going to be the new song "Distance" from our good friends in the region. They are a band from Northwest Indiana, where we are from, and they are really, really fucking good. Uh, super nice dudes. They put on a kick-ass show if uh, we ever get to see a show again. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, stick around until the end of the episode, and uh, check the song out, because it's really fucking good. And uh, yeah, shout out the region. They are a rad-ass band. this grape i think it's grape monster but it's ultraviolet shout out miss sigs yo the miss sigs album is so good it is very good and it's like yeah i am i am the the yeah. miss sigs album is so good and it's it's like one of those things where you ever have an album and you're like oh i wish i could hear this with good quality it's not of malice yeah, dude ranch well, no, no, right, right. Of course, there's a whole bunch. I mean, the list goes on. But it's like, yo, Jesse on vocals with Missigs with good production. And it's like not like it's not like metal. It's like melodic hardcore metalcore. It's, it's like what you always wanted to hear from early Missigs. I might as that's I mean, they put out the record I wish Stole Away could. It'll make uh, my it'll be on my It's not you, my, it's me. My top ten album of the years, I bet. Album of the years. I put the I pluralized the wrong word. I mean, one of my favorite albums. Is, like aside from that is the uh, circles Mac Miller. Oh yeah. So like my my album my favorite albums of the year are gonna be like all probably really different. But that's cool though. So, will, will even. Uh, what? Well, sorry. Will, will this be up by the twenty first? What's today? Oh yeah. All right. Uh, actually, this might be out on the twenty first. No, it's gonna be this out Friday. Fri- this Friday. Oh, this Friday. It this might Friday. be. Um, well, it, it might be a different one, but it it could very well be this one. I won't even beat around the bush. I heard the Bright Eyes record already. For real? And, yeah. It, it was missing one track, though. But, uh, it, dude, it's so good. It's it's definitely up there. Can me. I move where I'm at here? No, I have to stay in the corner. Okay, whatever. Um, Can I move to me? To me, it's like... Oh, yeah, I'm in the corner, too. Uh, to me, it's don't still Don't put Baby loads. in the corner. Yeah, don't... Uh, I'm in the corner, man. Uh, um, 
loathe Phoebe Bridgers, bright eyes, misery signals. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. There hasn't been any. I don't know if there's been any like surprises yet. You know, it's kind of like the heavy hitters. Like you kind of know. Although I will say this about the misery signals and bright eyes records, when it's like kind of like a comeback album. Sure. A lot of times I feel like comeback records are just kind of like, oh, that was cool, and then like you won't touch it. Right. But these like are damn near at the top of both of their discographies, in my opinion. Also, That's absolutely true. I just want to throw out. We'll probably talk more about this later on the pod, but the Blink single is really cool. The Blink single is really, really, really cool. They like, do that though, like um. But then they dropped like Generational Divide as a single, and I was like, yeah. oh, this record's gonna fucking rule. That's the only song on that but, record but that sounds like that. I don't, the lyrics are just fine to me. I don't care one way or the other, but the harmonies in the chorus and the guitars, it's like bad religion, and it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, the lyrics are certainly like they're not going to hold up over time. Yeah. But they're fine. It's a great, it's a great song. I really like it. Um, I mean, Blink lyrics are always one way or the other. Yeah, they're either great or they're shit, and there's, like, no middle ground. I mean, but who cares, right? But yeah, uh, I guess they can do whatever the fuck is, they want. This is kind of us... We'll just get into it now. Is that all what we're listening to is, is what came out, like, on Friday? Well, I feel like we'll touch on that. I wanted to do an intro. Oh, okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I feel we like... Put it off. I feel like um, when people put this podcast on, they're like, all right, let's see what these three boneheads have to say about literally nothing. But they don't even, like... They just, if they don't know us, it's just the voices. So, I just want to say, I'm one of three. I'm Mill. I'm one of three hosts here with my co host, Larry. What's good? And our other co host, Steve. Fact ass Steve. Fact ass Steve. Get it right. What it do, baby? So, <laughs> that's our intro. Um, I'm we really tempted to take that what it do, baby and auto tune it when I edit it. <laughs> what it do, baby? Layer it, not nah, you got to layer it with Kawhi Leonard's "What It Do, Baby." But uh, okay, I'm not opposed. Until to that. we come out with a cooler intro, that's just it. But yo, okay, so what's the fucking topic yep. today, boys? Signature instruments, like artists who have released uh, a signature <laughs> instrument, not necessarily guitar, but we'll primarily probably talk about guitars. But that's, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting topic if you're a musician because I feel like most of my life being a guitar player, people have usually steered away from those. Like a lot sure. of people, but like I, I actually think that it's a good opportunity to be able to get something that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get if it's not just like a fan thing. Because I could talk about both sides of it. Sure, like because there's artists who have signature guitars that I'm not a fan of, but their guitar is fucking cool. Yeah, or like I even. I mean, one like I have the the Neil Westfall guitar, like mm-hmm. breakaway, and <laughs> I I just don't care about like a day to remember the way a lot of like I like a day to remember, but I'm saying like I wouldn't buy a guitar because the guy in a day to remember plays it. No, but I would play it because like it's a fucking cool ass guitar. Yeah, it's a twenty five and a half inch scale Les Paul style guitar with a bridge aftermath in the bridge, and that's it. And like that's and I mean, that scale length on a Les Paul a Les Les Paul a Les Paul style guitar is. Not that's like the only one. Yeah, they're really hard to find because they're either like the regular twenty four and seven five like like Gibson scale, or sometimes there's like baritone seven strings. But like, what fuck is that gonna do good if you're looking for just an, a regular like a Fender scale? Yeah, 
I think that there's time and place for both like the Les Paul scale and the Fender scale because I've I've noticed things with both of them. But it's just I've always been attracted to the Fender one because that's what I grew up playing. Right. And also when you tune real low, it's like it helps. I will uh, add to this with the preface. Um, between the three of us, I'm the only one who does not play uh, guitar regularly. I don't really play an instrument regularly. Um, but in the context of, say, the Neil Westfall guitar, for example, it's really cool when you can buy a signature guitar because it might because one person's signature might be outfitted for your needs or what you're trying to get out of the instrument compared to maybe what it's intended for even even if what it's intended for similar to yours it's like you're not buying that to play their songs you're like this it's a nice thing when you go oh this person sees it the same way as i do so i'm going to take what they applied to the model and and use it and don't get me wrong it's totally cool if you do want to buy it because you just like a day to remember or whatever band it is because i have other stuff like that too we can get into but for me it's like I, I'm like, okay, this guitar has the scale length, it has the, the neck, it has locking tuners and, and upgraded hardware and the right pickups, all the all the stuff. And it's like, that's perfect for what I do live. And I thought, okay, if I need a clean neck pickup, I'll use a different guitar on the recording. And I ended up doing our entire record with just that guitar. And I think you did yeah. too, except for maybe... I absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, almost all, all the rhythms I did, I did on that guitar. Um, and probably... 80% of the leads I did, I did on that guitar. And it's that hard. pickup fucking rules. It's awesome. And it's it's different by every scenario because when you're recording with like someone like Mikey, who has like 100 guitars in that room, not mm-hmm. to mention you and Vito both own a bunch of cool guitars. So it's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, well, we have all this at our disposal. For me, I kind of was like, I don't want to say limited, but I was limited to my own gear because... I wasn't going to use, like, CJ's, like, 7-string or something on our record. Sure. But also, I didn't want to overcomplicate things. And, sure. But then again, there are people who have signature guitars where there's, like, a billion options on them with, you know, push-pull and switching and different pickups. And that's cool, too. It depends on what you need. I've just always found one pickup really focuses... Like, you have to focus on playing... And not fucking around with all the sounds and stuff. Sure. Oh, game's done. I didn't see it yet. But, uh, sorry, we got hockey on in the background. But for me, it's like, you know, it sounds re- this is going to sound really lame, but I've always been able to express how I'm feeling better with a guitar than with words. I feel that. And sometimes it's easier to plug in. Don't get me wrong, you want a great tone for sure, a great sound. Sure. And it could be just a straight tone or it could be effects, but I've always had an easier time just getting right to it with the one pickup, one knob. And I have other pickups and other guitars for different things, but to me, I've become the player I am because I don't fiddle around with tone and all that. Like tone knobs and switching and stuff, I mean. Sure, sure. Like... I want almost every guitar I want to play is going to just be as simple as possible. Like a bridge pickup and a volume knob is my <laughs> ideal situation. Always. Yeah. Like the Neil Westfall. I mean, like, I don't want to keep talking about this guitar, but for what it is, it's for what I do. It's perfect. Well, yeah, and like, it's like a super hot, clear, nice pickup, a long scale for a Les Paul style body. And that's it. And that's all I want. And just saw the uh, the ending there, and, by the way. <laughs> the high-end LTD stuff in general is usually spot on. 
you know, like oh, a yeah. thousand dollar rate. Like for what you get from a thousand dollar ESP is going to be, or LTD is going to be a lot better than most guitars in that price range, or some even a little bit more expensive. Honestly, even like an EC like four hundred one, those are only what like I think like six ninety nine or something. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. Any that of those... is by a landslide the most guitar you can get for them. A fucking EC two fifty six, I think, is only like three fifty. You can't get that nice guitar for three fifty anywhere in the world. I mean, if you're going under four hundred dollars, I'm probably gonna go Squire. But then again, you're gonna have to switch the pickups out. Right, and the pickups that come in an Eclipse two fifty six are they're they're fine. I mean, I'm the a pick- web still work. I, I, the one hill I'll die on about guitars is changing pickups out. Sure, but that's because I'm a snob. But like, not a total snob. Just I don't like stock shit. But, no, but pickups are super important. But like to me, I think just the whole like idea of I'm not gonna buy that guy's guitar because you know, granted, it's totally different if. Like, if you don't want the guitar because it's got a big paint job that says, you know, a day to remember or whatever other sure. band. But, like, this guitar looks like a Les Paul. It looks, it's designed after Randy Rhodes' Les it Paul. It looks like a, like a Les Paul Custom. I just wish it was It's black. like a Les Paul Custom and an EC-1000 and a Fender DeLong all had a baby. And that's exactly what I want in life, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's incredibly accurate. Good, good segue is I actually own a Fender DeLong, and so have you have. Actually, I got this notification on my memories on Facebook the other day. It was exactly five years ago that I got it. Uh-huh. And then I looked at the when it came up, and I was like, ah, fuck, I really wish I still had that. You know, it's funny. Um, somebody offered me online $2,000 for my guitar. Don't do it. No, I won't. Oh, no, that's that's a lot. And then you can buy another one and then pocket like 800 bucks. Well, like the ones on Reverb that are um, like beat up are going for 15 like to have dents and stuff, but yeah. to, to me it's more of a sentimental thing. That guitar is why I wanted to play in a band. Yeah, that's like the guitar I always wanted, and then I fucking had one. Now I don't have it. I ugh. I get it, but like that's why all my other ones are modeled after, so like my jazz and stuff. But to me, it's like you buy it because of the aesthetic or what you think is the sound, because you hear the record and you're like, oh yeah, that's the sound. Um, but it's never really, it's, it's totally different once you own it. Actually, you've seen that guitar live though. I haven't like, you've I've seen, seen that guitar live a few times. Yeah. So like, that's kind of part of it too. Like I, you see guys play these guitars as a kid at shows and you're like, Oh my God. Like, yo, um, I always forget that Derek Wibley from some 41 used to have a signature telly out. Yeah. Squire made it. I think he has and, fenders, but, um, and it's, pretty much exactly like my black telly yeah it's got one pickup in it but it doesn't have the red x's on it but it's like the the deluxe telly with the big pickguard and shit it's the same fucking guitar he just has red x's on his mine doesn't they also had an avril lavigne one that had like a checkerboard yeah, pickguard. it was it was actually kind of tight because it had just one pickup had like a big star on the inlay which was very corny it was very avril lavigne yeah, but Did you see that all... meme that Chris shared today with Avril Lavigne's? Dude, I wanted to throw up. <laughs> I... It bumped me out so much. Can I just say one thing? Um, it made me realize when you're seeing how ugly his face is, you're like, damn, Avril Lavigne has nice eyebrows, though. <laughs> Avril, like, I fuck with Avril Lavigne. I'm glad that she got better from Lyme disease. Shout out, Avril. Shout out to Avril Lavigne, like, for sure. I bought that Shout CD. out wearing, like, a black tank top with a whole-ass necktie. Dude, yeah, she had, like, 
she had style. But you know what's crazy is like uh, we were talking on the last episode. That's one of the first CDs I ever bought after like maybe the Simple Plan one when I was ten because that was O two. My mom, I remember, I bought three CDs. I had enough money for three. We were at some store. And I can't remember what the other one was out of the three, but I bought the Avril Lavigne first CD right when it came out, which I can't... Yeah, I was, what was it? Let It Go or... Let Go. Let Go, yeah. Let and go. then uh, the other one I bought was Pink when it had, like, let's get this party started. What What a fucking day. <laughs> Dude, that's my jam. Whenever that comes out, like, that comes on, I'll be at Marathon, like, buying a fucking... You know, getting gas and buying like a drink or whatever, and you're like, you're over like a shitty like gas station PA speaker, and it'll be like that pink song. And I'm like, this is sick. Still holds there, up. There's some pink that's fantastic. And you see pink on like TV talking and shit. Like, pink is fucking cool as you hell. You know, she like writes a bunch of songs for people, kind of like Sia does. Mm, she's an amazing songwriter. I, I want to make an album with pink real bad. I know we're kind of getting off topic, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So shout out Avril Lavigne and shout out pink. And shout well, out pink, Sia. Shout out, shout out fucking Sia for sure, and her hair. Sia's so sick. Pink, uh... Um, Pink has a signature BC Rich Mockingbird. Does she really? No. Why did you think that was an actual thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> would, I would go online and buy it right now if she did. Because I bet it's so fucking tight. You know you're what, BC, all, uh... BC Rich Mockingbirds, I just want to say, are one of those guitars you're like, I don't know, that might be cool, and you look at it, you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> I always, like, I'll get drunk and be like, yo, I'm gonna get a fucking BC Rich, it's gonna look sick. And then I have the expectation that I'm gonna see a picture of it and be disappointed, and then I see the picture, and I'm like, no, it's still sick. Steve, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna get us back on track by asking you guys a question. Okay. Um, is there any artist who doesn't have a signature, but you really wish they did, because if they did make one, you know you would buy it? Yes. Steve Klein. I was going to say Chad Gilbert. Yo! Same band, all right. Same band. But Chad Gilbert just plays a Les Paul custom. It's Steve Klein but, and all these cool, like, custom jazz okay. masters and shit. But here's my point, okay? So, you know how, like, Epiphone did Lee Malia? I know Chad plays Gibson. Yeah, I had but, a, a Lee Malia Explorer. So, what if they did, like, an Epiphone Les Paul custom, but they put the fucking Evertune in it and you didn't have... And, the, uh, like, a Mickey Mouse sticker and shit on it? Or whatever. It'd just be the black and gold, but then you have an Evertune in it? Because here's my thing. I, I mean, yeah, I'll just buy an ESP over the Gibson, but I like the really D-shaped flat neck on that Epiphone. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, no, actually, that's I, I probably could think of a better answer. That That's probably a shitty answer. Yeah, that was just the first one that popped in my mind, because I'm thinking, like... Like the 2001, 2002 days when he'd have like a royal blue like flake strat with just an EMG in the bridge and that was it. But that's just a DeLong with an EMG in it. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can build that on Warmoth if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I built that on Warmoth a bunch of times. Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, you could do something like that. Um, my answer would be Julian Baker. Oh, fair Word. enough. Because she's so insane with... Uh, how she makes things sound. I know that's such a weird way to put it, but like with her gear, her pedals, her amps, her guitars, I feel like that if she, like if they made her a signature, it would like kind of check every box for me as far as like if I wanted to, you know, get a telly and like fuck around on it to, to play that type of stuff. Um, sure. Because she does some incredible work. Um, big fan here. I, I have like uh, a, oh, sorry, keep going. No, I was just I was just joking about how much I really enjoy Julian Baker. I have like a dorky answer to this question, but um, one of my favorite bands were the 
guitar player doesn't have a signature guitar, but I think it would be cool, is Third Eye Blind, but he's not in the band anymore. But when Kevin Cadigan was in Third Eye Blind, like in 97 through, or like early 90s through 99, he had this MJ Mirage, which are like those custom, and they're like a weird curvy strats. Yeah. And, and some of them would have one pickup, and then they would have like um, sustainers and stuff. Sure. And I'm like, yo, if they made like a $1,000 Kevin Cadigan model or they mass produced it, but those are custom guitars, so they just won't do it. Because I can't spend $4,000 on that. Yeah. I got a good ass answer for this. Fucking Matt Skiba. <laughs> well, that's basically what I own. No, like a Les Paul ass bridge on a fucking Jazzmaster with a single pickup and it's hot ass pink. That's exactly what I buy, oh, wow. I'd buy fucking five of them. That's a good point. Matt Skiba, it's weird. Like. He actually used to have a signature guitar. Yeah, it was um, a like, jazz. It was not a Fender, but it was like a Jazzmaster shape. It was made by GuitarPunk.com, and Dan Andrea, uh, Dan Adriano had a signature bass through them too. They only made like a hundred or fifty of them or something. Yeah, it was like black and red. Mm-hmm. Just again, single pickup, single pickup for fucking ever. The thing about Maskeba is like. He doesn't really need any signature gear for his Blink stuff because his Blink tone is so just... It's like fucking John Feldman's like, here's a Kemper with all the presets you need. Have fun. Oh, well, Matt Skiba's probably not in Blink anymore. I know, which is... Well, okay. It's like a conspiracy right now. It's hilarious. It is, but like I know it's all conspiracy and it's all speculation, but I'm still like stressed out about it. I think... Here's what I think. Well, I have two things to say about this. Number one, and this is something I texted you about like three days ago. I said, if Maskeba's not in Blink, it has to be Tom. There's no way they're going to have a third guy. That's true. There's no way. They, then they'll become, like a, they'll become like a fucking tribute to themselves. But, because they've made two albums with Skiba. But here's the other thing. I feel like it might just be one of those things where like you don't, like you don't, you don't even have those friends who you just haven't talked to all year because of quarantine. Yeah, tons of them. I think it's just like that, and then Skiba doesn't have a studio at his house, so he's just like, alright, well, that's cool, you guys do that, and also, I think Skiba's working on Trio stuff. I would rather Skiba do Trio than Blink. Me too, because like... And like, I'm, I, I like Blink with Skiba, sure, it's fine. I think you have to... But I don't like that, I don't like blink with skiba nearly as much as i like trio trio is one of my favorite bands of all time well here's a somebody uh does say regarding the new single someone said he wasn't on it just because like he did i don't know they're like he didn't have a studio or he just couldn't get to the studio with uh mark and travis how does matt skiba not have access to a fucking studio because he probably lives in like a fucking haunted mansion um that's true. He probably lives in like a cave filled with bats. Um, here's a th- here's a t- topic we can kind of morph this into real quick. I was thinking about bands who replace band members, and how sometimes it works out for the better. Sometimes it's weird. Like the Blink one is weird. It's not that it's bad. Like I like California. I I really actually did like Nine, but it's like it's we it's it's just it's like a different band. It is a different band and. Um, if those three guys release nine as with a different name, yeah, then blink. Well, that, it's so hard to say that because it's fucking Blink One Eighty Two. It's such a weird thing to nail down. Well, I think I just think it's like a personality thing because you and I like 
there's that joke of like Matt Skiba puts on the sideways hat and plays all the small things and people don't know the difference live. But it's not that to people who know. And and like, you know, Steve and I talk about this with counterparts. Where they have to say the same singer, but they've replaced the the main lead guitar player who wrote the music and people were freaking out about it and they put out the record and like, Oh no, this is fine. Sometimes it works. They've replaced everyone in that band who was uh, oh I guess well, Alex is back now, but uh at one point the singer was the only like founding member left or when you say founding you mean like you know like even up to just first record yeah so it's just like that's that's like an interest i know that's a little bit off topic but it's just like an interesting thing like there's there's definitely most bands i feel like have replaced guys there's only a few that have original members sure but you don't have to say you don't have to say original members but just like notable members i guess is a better term yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, Jimmy Eat World, like, it's the same guys on every album. You've played uh, a JA-90, right? Yes. Were you disappointed in it? Um, I wouldn't say that I was disappointed. I feel like I was caught off guard. It wasn't what I expected it to be. Okay. Because I, I was at Chicago Music Exchange, and I saw it on the wall, and I was like, oh, shit, I wanted to play this forever, and I put it on, and I started playing some Jimmy Eat World, if I don't remember, and I'm like, oh... I'm underwhelmed by this. So Tony has one at his house in his studio. And he has that like kind of um that one that's like stained black they don't make anymore. That's the coolest finish they did. I like the natural one. Sure. To me personally, just the plain natural. But regardless. Um and I was like, I'm gonna jam this. I mean I've used it to record and write, but I was like, I'm gonna jam this at our during our set at practice. And because it's a Les Paul scale. And it's a set net. It's it's a Les Paul morphed into a Telecaster. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why I was expecting to feel more of a Tele with P90s, and instead it's just like kind of a Les Paul with like a Tele shape. So it's like it's isn't not, it a semi hollow too? Yeah, and I wouldn't say that I was disappointed. I would just say that like I probably would rather like if I want a Tele, I'm gonna buy a Tele. Yeah. That's all. It, it, was, it, was, it was a little weird. But I, it, I've seen Jim play it live. It sounds great. It's nice. It's it's an interesting looking guitar. It's not everybody's taste. They Live, they do fractals, right? Yeah. That's weird. It's, but you know what? Okay, I've seen plenty of bands use Helix, Axe Effects, Kemper, whatever, with no cabs, with no stage sound. Sometimes it doesn't work when you're up front. I was right up on the barricade because for Jimmy World and Third Eye Blind last year, and the PA was kind of pointed inward. And dude, they were in one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Did they have cabs? Mm-mm. No lot. No stage sound besides drums. But the PA, they they just got it right. I don't know. It was at Northern Island, which they actually for an outdoor Northern venue, Island always sounds so bad. I don't know. I, I, I've been there for a couple of shows that sounded really good. I think it depends on the sound guy if they know how to work that venue. Because those are huge bands that have their own sound guys. That's true. Like, But bands like that are used to playing like these outdoor amphitheaters. Yeah, but like it's, it's a lot different when you're uh, on the water and there's wind in Chicago. And it's like a weird dynamic because of the blue. That's a super... Like, interesting venue. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I've seen Third Eye Blind there a couple times. They sounded great. But then, like, I saw Killswitch there. Actually, Killswitch sounded good, too, but that was just loud as fuck. I've always wanted to play the Adam D 
comparison oh, guitar. Oh, I want to play. I want I actually like Joel's Strat one, the white. Uh, they're all fuck ugly. No, I think the I think that not Joel's like the one he has one that looks like a PRS. I think is ugly. I fucking hate PRS. Uh, I would be into a PRS if the dude from Story of the Year who used to play that bright ass green one in like 2003. Yeah. If they made that, I'd buy the shit out of that. I feel like there's PRS guitars that if I own them and set them up for my stuff and maybe had the right pickups, I'd probably like a lot because they're really in- some of them are made really well. I've just sure. always been turned off by them because of how they look. Well, well, what would you do if you had a JRS guitar? I would play it proudly. That's the that's my favorite guitar player. So, Yo Yo Ma's cuz oh. little nepotiz. What? <laughs> So, oh, a school of rock reference. Sorry. Uh, this truly is the best truly. It is blueberry acai. Uh, acai. Uh, one of them. I don't fucking know. Ain't I've God. never. I've never had truly. It's like a claw, but it's it's less carbonated, so it doesn't hurt as much. I don't really drink a lot of um like the seltzers because. Not because of, like, oh, I'm not like, oh, like, that's, you know, that's for chicks or whatever. But it's like, I'll drink, like, a fucking, like, I'll drink 12 of them in a row without stopping because they're too easy to drink. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a bad experience with, with Claws. I've had lots of bad experience with Claws, but I keep drinking them. <laughs> but also, that's just given, kinda... given that it's, like, carbonated alcohol, it's, like, and I have GERD, so it's, like, heartburn in a can. Oh, dude, I mean, I don't even have a heartburn thing, and I still get heartburn from this. Like, yeah. this shit is hard. Like just, it is just made of heartburn. You know what uh, signature guitar I really want just to have? What's that? I want the Dime, the Dimebag Daryl one with the what lightning. The, like, the lightning? Yeah! For like, fucking sure. That thing is like sick. <laughs> hanging on the wall. No, I would, like, that would looked, be my number one live guitar for the rest of my life. I could be in a band that sounds like fucking Copeland and I would play that thing. Shout out Eric from Heart Attack, man. Yeah, he plays that the Heart Attack, man. He has Does one. he seriously? So he has he has like a natural strat for some of the songs because they they tune their tunings are weird, right? Like he'll do some where he changes the high strings. So for a bunch of the songs that are in the one tuning, he just uses that lightning bolt one. That's so sick. <laughs> um, which is really funny. But uh, I've always been like kind of like this is cheesy, but it's sick. Plus I like I like Pantera. Sure. But like I'm not like a I'm not a shredder. It's like one of those things where it's like I like a lot of weird heavy music where they shred, but like I'm not that kind of player. So it's like I've never been like I need to get this guitar cuz I don't want to trem cuz I'm not a I don't need that. No, I would be fixed bridge for the rest of my life. Even if it's like um a trem like a strat trem where you can lock it down. That's, that's just fine. an extra step I don't need to take. No, 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 I get that. But what I'm saying is like it's not a pain in the ass to string it. Oh, oh no, it's not. Stringing a, a normal trem is easy. It's just a thing that I don't use. But like I'm talking about like a, a Floyd Rose, like fuck that. I tried to string a Floyd once and I got like ten percent into it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I just don't think like to to people who need Floyds, it's like it's basically they're making music for other guitar players. Absolutely. In the eighties and early nineties, that was like that was all over the place. But nowadays, it's just like there's not going to be a common music listener who's like, "Oh, I wish they would have did a dive bomb there or some Van Halen <laughs> shit." Actually, I, I was kind of I, I was thinking about something. We were talking about like 
how I was kind of like not getting how people don't listen to music at concerts. Yeah. But then I realized like I have a lot of friends who think like you don't really like sports. And I have a lot of friends who like some sports, but they really don't like other sports, which is a little bit more like interesting to me because I'm like, I like all of them, right? You really and do. I, like, y'all like all, every sport, a shit ton. But, like, I'll, I'll be like, you know, I have friends who are really into, like, football and basketball. And then they're like, fuck baseball. Baseball is boring. It's easy. And I'm like, well, I played, like, every sport. And baseball is probably the hardest one. Because it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff. So, not to get into that discussion, but what I'm saying is, I think when you play music, it's the same thing as playing sports. Like, when you're watching it, you kind of know what to look for. Sure. Or you understand a little bit more of what's going on beneath the surface. So I think when it comes to, like, when you're a guitar player and you're buying a guitar for certain reasons, it's like sometimes you just you got to realize it's a tool for art. Yeah. And if you just want to sit in your bedroom and shred, and you can shred, all power to you. But, like, to me, it's like I'm, I'm more of a songwriting guy than, like, a shredder. You only have a couple of riffy parts, but that's just for fun. Sure. And I, I can respect a dude who can, like, rip like hell. Yeah, for sure. But if the dude can only rip and he can never switch off and he can't write a song, then I don't give a fuck about what anything he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how a lot of guys in huge metal bands are. Like, Kirk Hammett and Metallica, like, shreds, but, like, he doesn't, like, write the songs. True. Like James Hetfield does. One of the best ways to describe it I heard once was, like, YouTube cover people. Okay. It applies more, I think, to vocalists, because uh, I'm mean, nothing against like doing that. Like, I wish I was that good, but it's like you are that good. Shut up. I still well, thank you. I might be, but I'm not. And also, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But uh, it's more of less of like they're incredibly, incredibly proficient at their at their instrument, right? Yes, absolutely. But that's it. They don't play in a band. They don't write anything, which and that's totally cool. It's, just, it's it's almost like a uh, a skill more than anything, almost. Yeah, I mean, and like if, if that's what someone's goal is, like I want to get a guitar because I want to rip fucking ass all the time and shred like hell, and I want to cover Dra- Dragon Force songs in my room. Like, yeah, dude, that's fucking tight. Go ahead. Through the fire and flames, hundred percent. Yo, expert. yo, on fucking... expert. Okay, so I gotta I gotta like take this somewhere that's really nerdy, but you said uh, Dragon Force. So, a band from the 80s that I actually really, like, rip a lot and people don't realize is Skid Row. 18 to Life is a fucking ripper. That chorus is phenomenal. So, if you get out of the solos, a lot of the chords that Skid Row uses are, like, old Van Halen chords, like, inverted power chords, and that's all over Stole Away. I love those. I use those all. I've I've used those all the time my whole life. They're just pretty. Skid Row, I mean, people look at it as lame hair metal, but they're really just rock. Like, if you listen to them, they're just like a rock band. Like, they use a lot of ACDC chords and stuff. But the thing about Skid Row is, like, they had Sebastian Bach famously for a while, and they got huge in the 80s and 90s, and then he left. So, like, they've had a bunch of singers with the original guitar players, and right now they got the singer from Dragon Force. Oh, word. And, and they like Rick- play huge festivals when it's not COVID hours. And Ricky, Ricky was a young boy. Yo, that guy, um, <laughs> Snake S- S- Snake Sabo from uh, from uh, Skid Row. When they were coming out, they're from New Jersey, and that's where Kramer started. 
So they made him a guitar, and it had like this artist painted like a gnarly ass snake, and it's like a one. They had like a single EMG, no pick guard, and like a Floyd, and like a crazy blue and green snake on it. That actually sounds sick. It's insane. And Gibson bought the Kramer name, and they're reissuing it this year as like a signature. And I'm getting it. it. I yeah, forgot, I want to. I forgot Kramer. I'll send it to you. It's sick. I forgot Kramer was an instrument. Uh, brand and I just immediately thought of Kramer from Seinfeld. That's what I want if I have a signature guitar. I want the cr- picture of Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> the, the that painting? Yeah. That's awesome. Giddy and up. then I want one of George when he's like in his boxers and he's like on the on the carpet on the bear skin. Or, that would actually or be really sick. No, nah, instead of the boudoir one, uh, get him when he's like <laughs> they like he's got the coat. No, it's oh, George isn't actually in the photo. I just, it involved when do you remember when he gets his boss, like... No, George is in the photo. When he gets him... He has to get himself airbrushed out of the photo. <laughs> yeah, like... Cause and they the... airbrush over his boss instead. And then they yeah. try to put the boss... Okay, before we, we're not going to go down that uh, down that rabbit hole. We're, we'll we'll shine, Seinfeld's a show about nothing, and we're basically a podcast about nothing. This is the so. Seinfeld version of a or podcast. But imagine just... having the re-airbrushed photo on your guitar. I would fucking nobody like would the get shot, it. The shot, the shot-ass drawing of the boss, dude. I Has there ever just... been like a signature guitar that an artist you really like put out, and then you saw it, and you're like, oh, this is not tight. Oh, that's a good question. I think about that. Um, you know what? There's like a bunch of guys who I used to be more into as guitar players or musicians that I don't care about. Like I wouldn't buy their shit anymore. But I remember uh, growing up, like when Fallout Boy was really cool. Yeah. I actually had the Joe Troman one. The Washburn? The Washburn. Yeah, with the, with the cool. keyholes? Yeah, that was cool. Oh my god, I completely forgot and, that existed. That was amazing. I, I wish I didn't sell that, but the one I remember what you asked me about was Patrick Stump had that like silver Gretsch. The Stumpomatic? Yeah, and yeah. I was kinda like I was kinda like, eh like he, he used to play like that silver SG a lot. Yes he did. And did I, it have like, three associate... pickups in it? No, it had like Stock uncovered black p- plastic pickups, and he switched the bridge out to, and it had a chrome cover, or whatever it was. Okay, is this like is this like complaints on like looks or alone? Maybe, maybe the neck could be. Um, well, Can no, what? Yeah. Well, I just want to say it's not just for me. It wasn't just the looks because it had like three like mini humbucker like old school and pickups. Like hella switches and shit. And I'm like, dude, yeah, fuck this. and I'm like, dude, you play in Fallout Boy? Like, and half your and music he, now is a fucking laptop. Yeah. So what were you gonna say, Steve? Oh, I just, I never liked uh, James Hatfield's Trucksters. Oh, is that, they, are yeah. those the, like the eclipses, eclipses that are like crosses. gray and all like worn, out, worn and shit? He has one like that and he has one that's like white with a big, like a uh, big biker cross and stripe on it. Oh, it's white and black. He, he has a bunch of them. He has the silver one that looks like it's worn through the paint. Yeah, I remember that. The guitar itself is fine. That's just a paint job issue. Yeah. But yeah, that like thing this, was fuck ugly. Yeah. I remember that. But, but also, I just when I think of James Hetfield, it's like an explorer shape. Yeah, like, yeah, so like when I see James Hetfield release a Les Paul shaped guitar, I'm like, dude, fuck you. Play okay. when I was, like when I was ten, I wanted a like the natural. It's not an ESP. No, what's the brand? It's a custom. It's a one off. Only two people have it in the world. This guy made it. I can't remember his name. I want that. I still want that guitar. I'll, I'll okay, that I'm answer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna change my answer to Steve's earlier question about what signature guitar I want. Okay. I want LTD 
to do a affordable, you know, even if it's fifteen hundred bucks, whatever. I want the but because they can't do it because Gibson sued them. But I want the Explorer that James Hetfield played in the eighties, the white off white with the hockey headstock and the EMGs. That said, Fucking eat fuck on it. Sick. It said eat so fuck, sick. and he had one with a Jägermeister sticker on it. And then he also <laughs> um, when 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 he signed with ESP, um, I remember before that Jackson was trying to get him, so they sent him a King V, and he still used it for their down tune stuff. But because he was ES with ESP, he taped over the Jackson logo and wrote Kill Bon Jovi. <laughs> Which is awesome because Bon Jovi fucking is so bad. Um, that's not entirely true. There's some Bon Jovi songs that fucking slam. You know what? You can go take your talk box in the corner and, you know, fucking live on a prayer, but I'm not down. Do you don't like talk box? I like talk box on Alice in Chains songs. Dude, talk box I love- is hard. I love Jerry Cantrell though. I want his guitar that has the the pinup girl. <laughs> Ooh, I just belch real bad. Sorry. <laughs> I've been it... low key. I've been low key belching like away from the mic all all pod. Are pinup girls in poor taste in 2020? I'd say so. All right. Well, I definitely want one for my bar then, like the guitar that has the pinup girl. Like I gotta have a trashy white white trash bar that's not crossing any lines, but just bad taste. You know what I mean? Like not. <laughs> That's that's crazy. <laughs> like 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 you know like what does he say in in uh, the Hangover? He's like it's like frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. Thanks a lot, Obama. Yeah, that yeah. I remember that. No, I'm so, oh no, Bin Laden. <laughs> it says thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Oh, Obama. he does. He does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he absolutely says that. But uh, but uh, I'm just like I I think things. The older I get, I think there's things that aren't like actually in poor taste. Like you know, not like actual scumbag stuff, but things like wearing a a t-shirt with that says PBR. Like I think it's cool because I'm old. Okay, fair. Like fair. it's white trash, but it's more like you don't think of like some racist truck dick. You think of like the burnout at the festival drinking Schlitz with the cutoff t-shirt, like waiting for Deep Purple to come out. Can you name another Deep Purple song besides Smoke on the Water? Uh, I no, sure as but... fuck cannot. <laughs> mm, I might have been able to when I was like 14. When my hair gets a little bit longer than it is, I will probably be able to name a whole bunch. But Richie Blackmore <laughs> is fucking nuts. He had a signature strat. His strat looks cool, though. It's like the cream with the white pickguard and the black pickups. I mean, it's classic. And then the all black. I just bashed my mic. You'll have to cut that out. Oh, I got you. Crash Bandicoot over there. Do you remember, like, I would say, within seven seven years ago, maybe, Squire did a, a signature bass for, I forget his name. He plays bass for uh, Strung Out. Did they? Yeah. And it was, was real, it? it was like a, it was white. It had like a mirror pit guard. It was real ugly. And it was white and it had like the, the Strung Out, like, Adam so looking like- logo. Did it look like the John 5 telly or it's like... No, it looked like the fucking... The guy from Iron Maiden guitar. Oh, uh, Dave something. Dave Murray? Yeah, something like that where it's got a bunch of mini humbuckers in it. But it was just a P-Bass. It was like a a cream-colored P-Bass or a white P-Bass with a mirror pit guard. But I'm like, oh, it probably sounds sick because the guy from Strung Out plays in Strung Out's bass player is fucking awesome. Dude, they, at the same time, they were doing a Matt Freeman signature bass, too. Speaking of that, the fucking... Oh, I fucked up. 
You know what a great investment would have been is the Pete Wentz Squire with the oh. red pick guard and the clandestine logo. Yeah. Those they were getting rid of those for two or three hundred bucks, and now they're probably worth like people will buy them for uh, over a thousand easily. Will they really? Dude, that shit because they don't make it anymore, and how big they are, it's nuts. I always thought it was cool of a band of because when they put that out, um, that was what like two thousand five, two thousand six, and like uh, maybe two thousand seven. After that, yeah, it was when Fall Out Boy was like the biggest band in the world. For sure, yeah. And he's huge. he played that shit live. That two like two hundred fifty three hundred dollars square base. He played it live. I thought that was cool. I, mean, they, I think that they just put a real Duncan in the in the pickups. Like sure. this, I mean, a real Duncan pickup in the base, and oh. then. Do you, you remember know. the uh, the Joe Troman Squire Telly? Yeah, it was like sunburst, and it had two hums and a middle single, and like a like a bunch of cool options. That actually is a really cool guitar. That's a really cool guitar, and I also thought that it was cool that he played that live, actually. Um, when I saw Joe Troman play, he still had, like, in 2009, he still had some of those washburns with whatever else he was playing. But I saw him last year at Riot Fest with the damn things, and he had some weird, like, uh, I think he had one Gibson Les Paul, and then two that were, like, not Gibson. They are some custom brand, but they were just, like, Les Pauls. They had the light-up guitar, so I don't care at that 2009 show. They did, where they offset with the I don't care, and they would light up. So sick. No, oh, that's... I know, that's gaudy, but, like, that's tight. <laughs> See, but, like, the older you get, like, there's some shit that's gaudy that's unbelievably bad and you could never have, like, uh... Like a talk like box fa- and a Bon Jovi song. Like Facebook t-shirts. Like the ones like, t- like a Facebook t-shirt where it's like, oh... My wife kicks ass for this and this and this, like those kind of shirts. Yeah, yeah, like those you could like. Um, uh, I'm a oh welder who was born in in May, and um, my wife's crazy, and yes, she bought me this T-shirt, and no, I, I will her. kick, I will kick your ass. Like my yeah. wife owns a shovel, and she will bury you if you look at me and yeah. this and this. Dude, those She's are little, fucking. Little, I want, I want a bunch of those because I don't have a wife. Rules but, for okay. dating. Rules for dating my daughter. People are gonna think. Oh, that dude, Ashley's... the rules for dating my daughter shirt is the like the cuckest shit. I fucking hate it. Yo, <laughs> like, rule, rule number gonna... one: I own a gun. You're gonna. You're that's gonna. That's not get a rule. The... That's just a sentence. <laughs> you're gonna get one of those shirts, and then that lady, your your neighbor's gonna see you at the bar. I'm like, oh, did Ashley buy you that shirt? Like, yes, yes, she did. Oh, she just but, uh... liked a post of mine on Instagram. Fucking shout out Ashley. Shout no, out my oh, name. Oh, shout, a- shout Ashley's out. in Michigan with Frank. Her and Frank shout went out. to Michigan for like a week, which I think is Sh- weird. <laughs> shout out your neighbor. Um, but shout uh, out Frank's I was neighbor. I was just gonna, I was just gonna <laughs> say, uh, but like that's like gaudy shit. That if you had that, we would know it's a joke. Oh yeah, but there's but a like, bunch of other people who would have no idea. And it was like, oh, what? that guy's an ass. But <laughs> no, I actually, you'd, you'd get a hell yeah, brother, on the lot. I'm sure. But I, yeah, actually, I don't want to be friends with that guy. But I want to go to Goodwill and get like a Jose Cuervo t-shirt and wear it proudly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, Yo, yes. Like that's dirty, like white trash shit. But like I want to wear it. Like wearing alcohol shirts and like uh, what else? Just fucking like listening to Leonard Skinner and like whatever. Like the, the Leonard Skinner song that's in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it Tuesday's, Tuesday's gone? Tuesday's gone, yeah. It's at the beginning and at the end. Like, it's in the intro, and then they bring it back in the credits. <laughs> that song That song sounds like drinking whiskey from a glass. 
That song sounds like drinking whiskey from like a jar. <laughs> well, Metallica. Don't no Leonard Skinner has whiskey in the jar, don't they? The Metallica covered something covered called whiskey it. in a jar. Yeah. I forget who it they initially is. I think they covered Tuesday's Gone as well. Fuck yeah. Because they're white trash as hell. They used to wear cutoffs and they fucking had Metallica is white trash as fuck. Back to Steve coming in to see if Metallica covered Tuesday. Steve, Steve's going to qualify yeah! what's white trash. Here we go. They did cover it on Garage Inc. They covered Hell of Misfits on Garage Inc. Yo, can I shout out someone real quick? Yeah. So What my if I was like, Kim, no? <laughs> my cousin. So no, you my, my cousin Kim, who basically got me into Blink and playing guitar. Sure. Uh, when we were kids, she was like 10 or 11, and our uncle bought her the tab book for Garage Inc. And her mom, who's also a guitar player, my aunt, she like read the lyrics, and we're like 10, and she's like, no, there's no way you can have this tab book. Because they had like, they had like, so fucking what, and like, uh, what was the other song? Bread Fan, and like all these nasty Fucking Last like, Caress is on there. Yeah, Am I Evil, and all this shit. Like, you know, like, she was like, she's like, like 10 Caress or 11, sitting there with her little, with her strip. I absolutely understand that because if I had a 10 year old kid and he's like walking around singing the lyrics to Last Crest, I'm like, the fuck you are? Well, me and her thought it was funny because she had the Blink live CD and gave it to me. <laughs> so we're like, what's the difference? I forgot about Last Caress. What, like, for such like a happy melody, those lyrics are. Ugh. Dude, yeah, he like rapes people's mothers and like kills babies and shit. Like, that's yeah. not tight shit to do in any regard. Yeah, no. we, don't, we don't endorse uh, anything of that sort. Really, the only thing I endorse is like being nice, and that's about the extent of it. Like I, listening be, to listening to our podcast. Don't don't be no. don't be a prick. There should actually be a disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. This is we're not responsible for your actions, like on the Eminem, the old Eminem records. Like no, when you talk about shit that that's that's so crazy, like on that album, you have to say shit. Like, hey, don't take your daughter out to kill her baby's, like, your baby's mom together. Bro, there's, like, lyrics on Marshall Mathers LP, which I, like, I'm thoroughly entertained by, but I know it's because I'm sane and get that it's, like, not serious. Sure. But, like, some, I mean, fuck. Like, there's some shit on there. That's a yeah. great record. I have that record on vinyl, actually. The song Stan pretty much is, like, what if somebody did, like go that right. far they, yeah. like they pretty what if, much like narr- made it a narrative which is interesting what if, what if Eminem had a signature guitar <laughs> it would be like a huge pair of grey sweatpants and some fat farm shoes <laughs> the, well it depends on what era cause like if it was like 90s like Eminem like peak ass premium Eminem it'd be like a big Vicodin <laughs> like you know how you know how Andrew WK has like the pizza guitar, dude, and he, he has a taco one now. Andrew WK is like, I'm so glad that we're talking about this. His signature <laughs> guitars are the fucking coolest. Period. Have you seen him live before? Yeah, and he played that pizza guitar, yeah. and he it's ran like it through like a shit ton of like metal zones or something, like a bunch of them. It was the <laughs> the craziest tone I'd ever heard. And he's just like so so I mean, if psyched. You, if, you, if you've been to Riot Fest, you've probably seen it, or Warp Tour. You've probably seen Andrew. Yeah, WK I've seen like Andrew WK times. like a whole bunch of times. But the last time I saw him, I was at Riot Fest, and you know they have like a stage that's like kind of like the smaller stage. It's like off to the right, kind of in the woods, and like Where, um. The, Modern baseball play, and they had the biggest crowd you'd ever seen. Yeah, like that type of stage where, like, Citizen, the guy from Citizen played there and stuff like that. So I'm watching Andrew WK play on the small stage, and they have, like, 45 Mesa full stacks. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw Glassjaw play, and the dude had, like, a Marshall half sack. He's like, all right, whatever. Late, this, late this, reaction, this... but uh, shout out Matt Karakas. Yeah. For sure. But this, but this dude, like, like, Andrew WK's up there getting everybody going nuts, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, dude, this poor guy's road crew. Can I <laughs> One mention... year at, uh... Oh, go ahead. I'll say, uh... Can I, if we're mentioning like festival bands with goofy signature guitars, can we mention Guar where they just play like weapons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guar's sick. I saw them at Warp Tour once. I like, seen... I like Guar. Like, actually, if I like sat down and listened to Guar, I'd be like, oh, this isn't that cool. Yeah, like, no, it's see, just funny. Guar is fun. It's a spectacle. But like, Guar's not sick. Like, I've seen Guar, you know, they'll play Riot Fest every year or whatever, but I saw them, that one year they played Warp Tour, and I was just like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> you know, it was super right. bizarre. It's just a spectacle. It's like, hey, look, like, we're disemboweling How? people on stage. You know what, uh, you know what signature guitar I really want is the Ibanez one they do for Tim Henson from Polyphia, where it's like a black strat. Is that black with strat gold? with all the gold, and like, it's like yeah. a roasted maple fretboard? That thing is really, really, really cool. Also, I want the noodles... Uh, oh yeah, the Talman. Yeah, with like the, he had like a it's duct like a tape reverse on it. Now it's, like, now it's like yellow. Yeah, it's like flipped up. Uh, how long before Knocked Loose gets signature guitars? What did they play? Seven string Ibanez. Yeah, and every metal kid getting into guitar is gonna want one. Yeah, that'll happen within a year. Actually, the one dude, um, not Isaac, but the other guy, Cole. Mm-hmm. He uh, they on the rig rundown. This is like a year ago or so. They sent him a custom paint job Ibanez for, and it's like it's like a blue and black like burst, but it's like for their record, like different shade of blue. And I'm like, damn, like they're that big. Where Ibanez isn't just sending them free guitars. They're like, what do you want painted on it and all this shit? And I'm like, fuck, like. Um, both members of Code Orange have really cool guitars, like signature models. Re- Reba's Reba's is fucking super... single EMG Viper with the pointy ass headstock is hard. I really like that, even though it's it's like something I probably wouldn't have bought if it wasn't a signature model. I'm not gonna no, lie if to I, you. If it was like a well, no, because it because it has a single pickup, I'm gonna think it's cool no matter what. Yeah, but, that's um, true. But it's like medieval looking. It's sick. It looks like someone at medieval times was like like riding a horse, like swinging it around, like ah. What medieval a... times is fucked up. I've been there a bunch, and it's kind Yo, of weird. Uh, on my thirteenth birthday, my mom took me to medieval times. <laughs> And it was the like the tightest shit of my life. It, but that day was a Sunday, and the next the next Monday, the day after my birthday, my uncle came over and picked me up. He's like, "What do you want to do? Let's do something for your birthday." I'm like, "I don't know." He's like, "You ever been to Medieval Times?" I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Medieval Times two days in a row, and it was the tightest <laughs> shit of my life. That's ridiculous. Didn't, didn't have to didn't have to use silverware for like two days. Hell yeah, dude! Medieval Times is fucking. We were talking about this last night, actually. I'm like, hey, y'all, let's go to Medieval Times when it opens. And they're like, what? No. I'm like, fuck you guys. I think I would still go, except for the fact that I can't eat anything there. They got potatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna eat a fucking potato. I want to get hammered and watch the fucking you know Blue Knight or whatever. You can't just don't eat. Like, we went to some like country version oh yeah we went to dolly Dolly Parton. yeah no it was like dolly parton had a medieval times but it was like more like cowboy yeah it's called dixie stampede i've been there we went to that like 15 years ago yeah dixie stampede is dope i talked about that last night too (laughs) so dude i want them to have like a like a early 2000s times where you go and everyone's wearing dickie shorts and like like, like skateboarding (laughs) through a mall yeah dickie stampede (laughs) 
And like everybody, yeah, it's like you there's walk a, in. There's and a like shirt designed for you for for the pod. Dicky Stampede. <laughs> and like you walk in and fucking it's just like Pennywise is blaring and like everyone has like striped socks on and shit. Everyone has bleach. Everyone has like bleached hair and, and like hoop earrings. It just sounds like my life. It sounds like middle school. Yeah. <laughs> That's so tight. Going back to the the signatures. Uh, yeah, we have to keep doing that. <laughs> what signature? What signature does Shade from Code Orange have? Isn't it like a strategy? It's a Reverend. It's a Reverend. Uh, it's a Reverend. Uh, it looks like a jazz master, kind of, but kinda. not really. I think like the Reverend model's called a bayonet, maybe. That's hard. It's yeah, cool. it is hard. It's got two railhammer pickups in it. It comes That's... in like a matte dark blue, I think, and like a matte army green. Yeah, they're cool. They're very cool. Reverend is really good about putting out signatures for their artists. They give their artists who like aren't even super huge signature models which is really cool like uh the guy from neck deep has a signature on there and it's just like uh it's a single p90 like their weird offset telly kind of thing it's really neat doesn't this corgan dude? have a reverend yeah billy corgan has a reverend and it's fuck ugly it's got like five I, pick guards and i hate it i like it but uh the dude from the cure has one and jt from hawthorne heights is playing it it's like a purple sg with one pickup that thing is really cool. Um, Robert Smith has a bunch of cause like signature model Schecters, and they all look stupid. Well, I mean, it's Robert Smith, so he's got to have like something that looks like nobody else wants it because it's like. His. Do you remember the? I, would, uh, say, I think I would it's still get one because it's Robert Smith. Well, yeah, I mean that's just the thing you have to do. Yeah. Do you remember like I think it's it might be Sherwood Green, but um, it might be a different like dark green. But Fender did a Johnny Marr Jazzmaster. Or Jaguar? Yeah, it's like a um it's like an olive y color. It's like a little different than Sherwood. It's like it's not a as darker blue. green and they did like a copper one. The newest one's copper, and then they did a white one, I think, too. They did a Thurston Moore one, and then they did like a J Mascus fender that was like purple and gold. They did a bunch of jazzes. The purple the sparkly purple with the anodized gold pickguard J Mascus Jazz Master is so fucking awesome. I even would get his squire one that's like white. I the just probably would that thing is really doesn't even need that many upgrades. It's fucking nice. No, I've played it. Like, if I was going to use it for those kind of pickups, I would just probably keep it as is. But if I wanted, I mean, I could. It's routed where I could make it like a, a you know, a partner for my black one. Oh yeah, you could like throw like a single JB in that thing or something. It comes with the fucking uh, Les Paul bridge on it. It's awesome. It's a, it's an actual Tone Pros bridge too. Yeah, dude. And I, honestly, like, I love Jay Mascus, So shout out. Thurston Moore, that's he was in Sonic, Sonic Youth. Youth. Yeah. Was that was that the green one or the blue one? Um, I think the one they made was like a green stain with a black pick guard. And like the wide range, like seventy two tally humbuckers in it. Possibly, but like like he owns a whole bunch of vintage that thing ones. Was so fucking cool. Jazz that's Master's one of my a... favorite signatures that's ever been made. I would love to have one of those. And I'm not even that into Sonic Youth. They're, they're either, a great band, but like I just I kind of don't care. I'll be but honest that, with you. That finish on that guitar is so awesome. It's hard for me to look at a Jazzmaster and think it's ugly. I don't. I hate red guitars. You know, like I don't like red guitars at all. That's but if I saw, I've seen red Jazzmasters and I see them like, man, that's fucking cool. Jazzmasters are the coolest looking guitars. I mean, like not liking a certain color of guitar is a total like valid preference. But I'm just saying, like. 
You know how sometimes sometimes the guitar is ugly and it doesn't really have to do with the paint the finish per se. It's it might just be how the pickups are set up or whatever, the pick guard. Jazz Masters, like you could change the color or whatever, but like they always look like just they're just nice looking guitars. Yes. The shape. I think it's because too, like, even though they have normally have a bunch of switches and stuff, they're kind of hidden, like they're little selectors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, a Strat, it's kind of apparent that here's three pickups, and here's the five-way, and here's three knobs, and it's a Strat, or whatever. Sure. I don't know, they just look... I, I just like clean-looking guitars, though, like, as far as the, the layout goes, so that's another thing with one pickup. There's less shit to deal with. We haven't touched on any basses or amps. Well, um... We dabbled in basses a little bit. There's not... Well, I'll say this. I really want a Mark Hoppus bass. Sure. And I'm kind of wondering if they're ever going to make a, a, like, the, the bass he plays now. It's the like Jaguar? Jaguar bass. Yeah. I feel like if they were gonna, they would have already. I mean, maybe not, not that many young kids are buying Blink guitars anymore, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like a Mark Hoppus, um, like, here's a, fend- a Mexican Fender with a fucking um, inverted quarter pounder and uh, just a I mean, they, are, they already make, like, a player series Jaguar bass. So, That's like, just take, take the big bridge pickup out. Flip around a quarter pound and paint it pink. Fair enough. And I'd buy one. Um, but that's the one bass that I really want as far as the signature goes. Just, I mean, I I want his jazz bass probably more than anything. But like, just like a Mark Hoppus bass. Do you want the first jazz bass or the second jazz bass? Probably the first because it'll be a a match to my delight. It'll match yours. What color would you get? Uh, whichever one I I don't care. Whichever one I can get. If I if I'm, I had another defend like DeLong, I would want obviously I'd want a surf green one, and I would want the shell pink Hoppus space. But kinda, then you could get the other one because you have the, the Epiphone DeLong. Yeah. So you could oh, get yeah, another yeah. one. You could get two Hoppus bases and have it all. I just kind of want to have one just to have it. Sure. Um. I feel like it's, you know, but if if Tom ever, you know, because I think his Gibson thing is done and he did that little model with the Fender. Did you see that? On to the stars.com they sold a limited edition. Like, you know those mini guitars they sell for people's desks? Yeah. It was a one to whatever ratio. It was a surf green Tom DeLong Strat with the Fender licensing on it and he autographed them. So... He's clearly Whoa. not with, so so that's like a big deal. So like they might do that thing you and I talked about where they do like a retro DeLong Strat. I honestly think that that will happen someday. My prediction is it'll be a Mexican Strat, kind of like how they did uh, Tom Morello's just mm-hmm. now. It'll probably be like in the thousand dollar range. They'll do a surf green one, and then when that sells really good, they'll do a take off your pants and jacket color the next year. All black. All black or even like brown with the orange stripe or my DeLong strat I had was black. And I, I got the black one because at the time when I bought it five years ago, the black one I bought it for like five hundred bucks. Which is a steal now. Yeah, and the black one was all because I, I could I was finding surf green ones and like graffiti yellow ones and stuff, but they were like seven or eight hundred. Yeah. But I'm like, I've always wanted this fuck it, the black one's cheaper. I'm getting the black one. Um, and if I had it, I almost want to say like I might have modded it, but then I just would have been bummed about it because I I want to keep it as it is. But I, I really I want a single 
pick up Black Strat with a Tortoise Pit Guard really bad. I wish I would have bought that off you. I don't think I knew you. Right, but I'm just saying because I've been like in oh every like well, about once a month I go looking for the long strats. No, I I traded that guitar for um an Epiphone Les Paul Custom with locking tuners and an AC30. Fair enough. Which is like two thousand dollars worth of gear. Yeah, but now that guitar is like fifteen to two thousand dollars worth of guitar. Yeah, and if I had that Les Paul the AC30 still, I would sell that as a set for like a grand. I think uh, we were talking about other things, amps. Um, there's also signature drums, but like it's not my area of expertise. Um, signature drums, they can be cool, sure. Um, at, uh, Taylor Hawkins has a signature Gretsch snare. Yeah, sick. And it's uh, remarkably affordable. It's like 300 bucks, and it's an amazing snare. Well, Taylor Hawkins is an amazing drummer, too. <laughs> I really like the the current model flea signature bass. It's like a shell pink with like a, a badass bridge and like a just one giant active bridge pickup. Sure. It's really cool. You know what I was gonna say? There's a lot of signature like pedals and heads over the years. Um, I want the, I want to try that PV Invective head really bad, the mini one. I I think I'm pretty sure a PV Invective. It's super close to a 5150, but it has a built-in boost and noise gate. So it's yeah. like you can you can run a 5150 without a pedal board. I just want to try it because it's probably sick. But I, oh, yeah. I, already, I already own that amp and two versions of it pretty much. But I will say this. One thing that I think the future is going to be are you're starting to see these, um, whether it be on like uh, Bias or Helix or Axe FX, you're starting to see these artist tones like packaged. You know what I mean? Yeah, I That's... use the uh, the Tosin Abasi Bias patches all the time. And I think they sound like, really good. Like Steve uses Machine a lot. Oh yeah, and oh I Machine think, rules. You know, he might be somebody who like they're gonna start saying, okay, well, hey, you like the sound of this artist? Check out these samples from that on their record and. They're gonna start reaching more than just guitar players because so many people are making music on their computers. No, that that absolutely exists for sure. You know, it's really I cool. Check. I need to actually like sign into my native access and see what kind of if they're offering like signature. Do you use uh, Splice at all? No, uh, I I had a Sounds.com account for like a year. Check out Splice when you have a chance. It's um for electronic music and like computer-based music. It's Really, 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 really useful and really incredible. Is isn't Splice free? They have a lot of free stuff on there. Okay, because Sounds.com uh, was like ten dollars a month, but the cool thing about that was you can use their samples on like, like for commercial use. That's crazy. So like I, the stuff I downloaded, I like, I could throw on a record if I want to, but I haven't sure. decided that yet. But um. I know that a lot of like, because machine is like a groove box slash pad. I mean, yeah. just use it for for pad. Mm. But a lot of like DJs and like EDM artists like use use machine. I I'm had sure a like a machine. an actual like a hardware machine. Um. Probably seven years ago, and I used it live a lot. It was really 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 useful. It was so much easier than taking like a full like vintage MPC and a bunch of floppy disks and a MIDI controller to do a show. 
that instead I could just take a computer and a machine and that was it. It was super awesome. Yeah, it's really like easy to use. I, I love it. So shout out Native Instruments. They, they do good stuff there. Shout out Native Instruments for literally everything they do. Everything they make quality. is awesome. As long as you as long as you take care of it. I have one uh one of my pads is going up. That's because I let it collect dust for for a while. I'm sure. Oh sure. That would be good. But otherwise, it's it's lasted. I, I have the Micro One, and it's lasted me for four years now. I um, really wanted to get a Micro when I got my machine because it it's like it's quite a bit cheaper and it's pretty much just as powerful. I just did uh Zounds payments. It was but, like I think like, I paid like eight payments of fifty. Oh the god, that's awesome. I went to Guitar Center, the one on Halstead, and got it, and they didn't have the micro in stock, and I was like, fuck it, I'll get the big one. And like I the, did. Uh, the LED display? Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all it is. That's all that you get with the, with the normal one. Uh, I haven't seen, the, I haven't seen, like, the comparisons on the two, but anyways, I got, we got off topic. But the micro is just, you just don't get the LED screens, but it's still, you get a small one, but... Uh, it's like a Helix, it's like a Helix LT. It's between yeah. it's the difference between a Helix and a Helix LT. Absolutely. Um, I was gonna say just to talk uh, about one more artist, if that's cool. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're cool. There's a lot of debate over the two, the John Mayer Fender versus the PRS Silver Sky. But and those the are PRS like to, Fender. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to try both, but the John Mayer guitar I really want is his acoustic because it's like a smaller Martin. So sure. you can kind of like get a little more. It's not you don't have to fight it, but it's also like four thousand dollars. Yeah, but uh, I'm really interested in his gear. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Foo Fighters all have cool signatures. Chris Shiflet's Telly was really cool. Oh my god, the Chris Shiflet Telly! I forgot all about that. I know you're probably shitting your pants when they put it out in Shoreline Gold. That's your like your color. I One love Shoreline Gold. I love a like a aged Burgundy. Perloid Pickard. Oh, Burgundy Mist is my favorite Fender finish. Which Ever. is funny because it's kind of in the red family, but you don't like red. It's it's dark pink, which that's red. But uh, fuck yeah, you're right. It's reddish, but it's but no, but I get it because red is much more abrasive. It's so sick. Like they they did the uh oh what was it like the the Roadhouse or something Strat, and it came yeah. in like this dark teal and then it came in burgundy mist and it had like the big old headstock it had a black humbucker in it that thing was fucking awesome before we close out when we get done we're supposed to talk about what our signatures would be right oh yeah we can um before we do that i want to pee okay yeah so if we're gonna if you're getting a signature guitar i think steve has to go first what would yours be steve um since it'd be you'd be making fucked up sounds with it all day <laughs> Yeah, so whatever Julian Baker, uh, however she has her telly set up, so I'll have to go watch her rig run down again, which if you haven't, it's incredible. I learned more about guitars, pedals, and amps by watching that, and I didn't really retain much, but that's my fault. But she's incredible with how she sets things up and how she has everything working, and she does it all, like, by herself, completely in the moment live. Like, she loops everything there. So um, I think I'm getting more into like her rig there, but uh, um, as far as the guitar goes, I I was always like eh, if I you know if I had it I would get a telly, so I would just like try to get try to get whatever Word. she plays because that's the kind of music I would play with it. What color? The blue one for sure. You'd have like a blue, like a Lake Placid blue. Yeah, I was uh, just by preference though. I would make sure that there's a contour in the back for comfort, if that's like a thing. Good. 
Yeah, good call. It's very, very much a thing. Like if they make that model specifically with the contour. Larry told me what his would be, and it's like insane. It's not. It's it's just really specific. No, not insane. I just mean like it's cool. I'm. Well, like it's uh, it's a mahogany body telly, which is not super common, but mahogany is just warmer and louder, like heavy, like Les Paul kind of wood. There's <clears throat> there's no finish on the back of the side, so that's just natural mahogany. There's a white binding, and then the top would be signature guitars always come in more than one finish. So one of them would be burgundy mist, and one of them would be sage green metallic. Um, it would have a fixed uh, flat mount Fender American Bridge with the big ass like smooth saddles. Um, a tortoise pit guard, like the the '72 Tele, the big ass pit guard that takes up like the whole front of the guitar. A single cream colored Duncan JB and a cream color volume knob roasted maple neck uh, rosewood board with a white binding around the fretboard pearl block inlays big ass 70s headstock um, locking tuners stainless steel frets 25 and a half scale uh, out the box comes set up like full step down with uh, like Ernie Ball like Hey, uh, skinny top, heavy bottoms, and uh, I think that's the whole thing. Did I miss anything? No, that's it. And I, I, I would want it to cost like six hundred bucks, brand new, so people could Good buy luck. it. <laughs> no, that thing would end up being like twelve hundred dollars and still be like made overseas. <laughs> Mine would be very similar to a guitar that, you, if you know me, you've seen me play. Um, just I'd want a Fender or whoever's making it. I'd want a Jazzmaster, Jazzmaster body, alder, um, maple neck, D flat D shape with the uh, like the amber tint, rosewood fingerboard. But I want 24 frets, 25 and a half inch scale length, big headstock, uh, locking tuners, Les Paul style tone pro bridge. And then and I don't need the trem that comes on a Jazzmaster, but I want the strings where, where like the tailpiece to be in the same spot that the trem is because having that extra length on the Jazzmaster, it makes it feel like looser tension without sounding like looser tension. It's kind of sure. like a hack. So I like that. It's a, no, but that's a super It's kind of like how SGs that have that piece way far back sound better. So mm -hmm. I like that, and then um, I, as far as cosmetics go, I don't need a whole lot. I like uh, my white Perloid pickguard. I got the single. I like different pickups. I like the Demarzio Super Distortion that's in there, but I'm also into like bare knuckles, like the Aftermath or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, single volume, and honestly, the main thing for me would just be I want a nitro finish on it so it wears away. It doesn't like break away because mine has chunks mm -hmm. of paint taking out of it because it's like that uh, poly like. Fender car finish. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like how that looks. It looks gross. Whereas, like, you see old guitars from the 60s and they're like worn off and it actually looks like kind of cool. Yeah. So, from what colors would it come in? Um, How many colors do I get? Is one of them Capri Orange? Two. Only, only, only two. two. You're not Tom DeLong. So, my first color is going to be black. But on that one, I want to, I think I want to do like, uh, like I would probably have them come with different colors on the pit, like on the pickups and stuff like that and knobs. Like, sure. I don't know what I would do, but black just cause that's the classic. And then my other one, honestly, 
I would probably do if it was like a, a car, like a paint finish, I'd do something obnoxious. But since I want like a nitro finish, I probably would do like a surf green, the tribute Tom DeLong, and plus that's like a sixties color. I sure. do like those weird sixties colors, shell pink and Daphne blue and stuff. I would love a shell pink anything. I really want a oh, shell pink strat. While we're still on this pod, I just want to say the Nick Johnston Schechter strat. It's really yeah. cool. It's got like a shell pink and then like a like a green, like a oh, it's almost more like a seafoam green. We didn't talk about the uh, the ESP uh, the dudes from Atreyu from like <laughs> two thousand eight. Those guitars the, with the blood like, yeah, spatter on it. That ex- explore with the fucking blood everywhere. And the other guy had like a, had a gold top SG, a gold Viper. Yeah. It was cool. There's a lot of guitars we didn't talk about. I feel like this is kind of an on the fl- like. Like not on the fly topic, but like it's like an on the fly conversation because it's whatever comes no, up. No, but like there's there's a lot there's a shit ton of like we didn't talk about any of like the Hendrix strats or like the the Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff, but it's like I don't give a shit about those. Well, the, the Hendrix strats cool right now because it comes in that purple color. Yeah, it's it's like that weird ass like, purple with the reverse big ass like headstock, the, and that's tight. But like, I don't like the reverse. If I don't care. Like if you, I would say if our signatures had two colors, one mine, one of mine would be the blue and. I was thinking about like, oh, I didn't think of another color. If it wouldn't be like a natural finish, I think I would do like a dark purple. Like, I don't know if Fender does like a midnight purple or something, but I think... They used to do like a midnight, yeah, in the 90s. It's really cool. That's like the color of my car in GTA, so that's what I would do. <laughs> Shout out. Word. <laughs> I, I just want um us to have like a Lost Causes Social Club signature, collaborative signature guitar. And it would just have Brian's face all over it because he couldn't do the pod tonight. Oh, and if uh, <laughs> if I could have custom inlays, I'd get the the stole away brackets that people haven't seen yet. You know what? You know what? Oh, you, cool. you know what my signature guitar would come with? You know how like if you come with a case, that'd be cool. But inside the case, it'd come with a sticker sheet of different stickers I would put on my guitars, and you could pick how you want them laid out. That'd be fun. That but, would be I, cool. Like, would it be like a like, remember Tony Sly sticker and shit well, in there? Well, it would be stickers that I have licensing to, so I would draw them all by hand and then live trace them in, uh, like, Illustrator. Because sure. I'm, I'm working on one where I want, like, a... You remember the, the Warner Brothers frog? How he, like, stood up? Yeah. I want to draw a frog like that, like, standing up on skinny legs, but he's, like, smoking a cigarette. Fucking sick! Like real tall. <laughs> I think a frog smoking so a cigarette tight. is hilarious. I don't know why. That is very hilarious. So I don't. Know, that's just me being a fucking idiot. But whatever. I'm uh chiming in on the face cam for the end of this. Uh, let's uh. Oh, what up? Let's go ahead and and wrap this up with what have we been listening to? I've been listening to you and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm honestly. Why is I'm that surprised, so funny? I'm surprised we haven't heard it yet, to be honest. Because we're not that smart. That's true. All right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Why don't you Why don't you take us away with this one? Um. Well, listening to Julian Baker this morning made me think. Oh, like that'd be like a really awesome signature. And uh, I was more joking about myself how I don't shut up about my favorite artist than me joking about listening to her music because her music is incredible. And then um. New Misery Signals, New Bright Eyes, uh, and Gatherers. If you haven't listened to Gatherers, they're an amazing band. Um, the record, We Are Alive Beyond Repair, to be specific. Sick. Cool. Um, I've been listening to New Misery Signals as well. It's really, really fucking good. 
Um, I've been listening to Mac Miller Circles, incredible record. And what was the other thing I've been? Oh, and I was listening to Jimmy World Clarity all day, so that's a great record, classic. Nice. That's about it. Lots of Mac Miller. At work today, I listened to a bunch of much the same. And uh, I also listened to the Walk Hard soundtrack oh, today. Shout out! It's uh, it's really really good actually. Sounds, <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, last thing before we get off the, the the for this episode before we sign off, I'm making a proposal that we bring back soundtracks. I fucking soundtracks, love soundtracks are sick, and that'll be an upcoming episode. It's just like our favorite soundtracks. So here's um, I'm off tomorrow. You want to do that? Let's do it. <laughs> so you guys will hear that next week. So cool. Thanks for listening again. It's your boys, Mill, for Larry, for Steve. Fact that Steve fact in the building. Steve. What it do, baby? We'll see you next. We, right. we won't see you next week, but you'll hear us. You'll hear from us. You'll hear us. We're a fucking mask. Shout out. Peace. Cool.
Oh, oh, oh.